Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the most acknowledged international choirs you will ever hear. Put your hands together. Let's welcome the orchids. Yeah. 
put your hands together again for this beautiful singing. Indeed, this morning we come rejoicing. Hallelujah. How many of you come rejoicing this morning into his presence? Hallelujah. We come rejoicing because today we are celebrating the month in which we were born. Hallelujah. We believe that nothing happens by, by accident. And we believe that we being born in a particular month is part of God's plan and destiny for us. And so today is our celebration Sunday. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let us all clap for ourselves and stand to our feet and welcome our pastor, the Bishop Eddie Faber. Oh, every praise is to our God. With one accord, every praise, every praise, every praise is to our God. He's God, Savior, my Savior, God a healer, God a deliverer. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. Every praise, every praise is to our Jesus. Amen. Oh, I don't feel the excitement at all. We are celebrating the month in which we were born. I don't think you are excited about it. Can you make some noise? I am still not feeling you. Listen. I feel that the man that shouts the loudest, they are going to get the greatest miracle in this coming month. Hallelujah! Amen. And you know, we have already started the celebration for our founder's day. The day our bishop, our pastor, our daddy was born. We are celebrating it already. Can you make some noise? Hallelujah. Exactly two Sundays from today. So not next week Sunday, the following Sunday. Oh, can I feel some people giving the Lord a shout and a dance? Come on. Hallelujah. It's going to be powerful. So that day, I don't know where you are going, but make sure that the 14th of May you are here. It has fallen on a very good day. So we will also celebrate it. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Tonight also 6 p.m. we have our gathering service. Hallelujah. We'll be here last month. God blessed us with very powerful testimonies. So I believe that God is going to help us again this month. Amen. We want to take our memory verse for today and then we will move on. Today's memory verse. Inele. Coco. 
Okay, let's take it together. Ready, go. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. So, the best way to remember it, gifts, God can give you a lot of gifts. But calling, you are called once. So, the gifts are as gifts. But the calling is just calling. Okay. And without repentance, God, God doesn't change his mind. Alright, so let's take it together. Ready, go. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Wonderful. Do you think we can take it? Sharp, this one there. Shall I take it off? We can take it. Okay, let's take it together. Here we go. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you for bringing us into your presence. Thank you for the celebration Sunday where we can celebrate the month in which we were born. We thank you that you chose to bring us into this world in these months. Father, we bless you for you know what's best for us. We thank you that this morning also your word is coming to us to bless us and to bring us into the place where you want to be. Father, I pray may the entrance of your word bring light and life to your people. May no one live here the same. Touch us, O oh God, and bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. And this afternoon, for just a short time, I want to try and finish what I started last week. Amen. How many were here last week? I started talking about seven relationships you must develop with your pastor amen and for us as a church god has given us pastor a pastor there's just one pastor over this church it's one church all over the world and our pastor is bishop dag heward mills hallelujah under him are assistant pastors who are helping but he is the main pastor he's the chief elder or chief shepherd of the church amen and last week i remember telling you that when god wants to bless you and what when god wants to bring a transformation in your life he gives you a pastor Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 14 The Bible says that God said I will take one out of a city And two out of a family And I will bring them to Zion Zion represents the church So when God wants to do something in your life He brings you to the church So that a pastor will watch over you and what is the reason for that? He said, 
that he will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Hallelujah. The knowledge and the understanding will do something in your life. When you read verse 17, it says that so that you will no longer walk after the evil imaginations of your heart. So our hearts are full of evil imaginations. The only thing that can save us and deliver us from these imaginations is when we have knowledge and understanding through the pastors that God gives to us. And we are so blessed in this church. I mean, knowledge and understanding, we don't lack it. It's been given to us in various forms. It's been fried. It's been cooked. It's been roasted. It's been grilled. It's been what? <laughs> Barbecued. Whichever way you want it is there. It's on the podcast. It's um, on uh, pen drives. It's on your phone, YouTube, books, Facebook. I mean, whichever way you want it to be presented to you, it has been presented. Hallelujah. And you know, because God wants you to be pastor, he has also created all these things that we have in the church. For example, we have all the different months that people have been placed under because we want everybody to receive pastoral care. Oh, why is it that we've come to church? They won't allow us to just sit down. They want everybody to be in a man. Because we want to know you. You see, the church is very big. It's very big. But the thing is that it is big enough so that you can be included. Hallelujah. So it is big enough for you to be included. But it's also small enough for you to be known. Because when we reduce it to the month of your birth, straight away we can locate you. As soon as I come to joyous, what? Junus. Hey, too powerful. Blessed and favored. Straight away I can locate you here. But if you are in the whole church, it's very difficult to find you. So in being in such a group, you get the opportunity to also be pastored. And have a pastor take care of you. Is it a good idea? Amen. So you have to make sure that you are part of whatever is going on in your group. Yeah. Different programs that come on every month. Make sure you are on the platform, WhatsApp platform. Find out what is going on. Hallelujah. Now, but we realize that. Even with all these things, still people don't get the full benefit of the pastoral blessing that you must have. There's a place that God wants you to get to in your work with him. And that's why he's giving you a pastor. But your relationship with the pastor would determine how far you go in your work with God. And that is why I'm talking to you about seven relationships you must develop. And each of these relationships will produce something in your life. Hallelujah. And last week I started by saying that number one, you need to know your pastor or your prophet. 
the prophet God has given to you or the pastor, you need to know him. Because the way you know him will determine what you receive from him. Did you know that Bishop Dag he's, he's a prophet? Now, if you don't know him as that, when he says something, you don't receive it in a certain way. Do you know him as an apostle? Somebody who has planted over 3,000 churches and still planting. Yeah. Do you know him as a teacher? As an author of many books, of which recently eight were introduced into the system. We're going to launch them very soon, I'm sure. On Founders Day, we, we, we will launch them. Very powerful books that will change your life. Do you know him as um, somebody who writes songs, a composer of songs? Do you know that all the songs that Lady Pastor Ida sings is Bishop Dag who wrote all those songs? Yeah. Or oh, you didn't know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's that song? Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. All my days I give to Thee. To love Thee, Lord, is the great command. Lord, I want to love You more. Falling in love with you so deeply Lord, show me how to love you more. Oh, I don't want to serve without loving you I don't want to serve without loving you Oh, the oh, oh, no Bishop, don't put the oh, oh, there Oh, oh He's a composer. So if let's say the instrumentalists here don't know him as that, if he comes and he tells them something they can do about what they are playing, they will not receive it. Because they don't know him. So the way you know the person will determine what you receive from the person. I don't know if I'm speaking to somebody here. Yeah. We said a lot last week. We can't go over all that again. But the second thing we said is um, see him in the right way. See your pastor in the right way. Don't see him as somebody who doesn't say what you want to hear. Because that is not his duty to tell you what you want to hear. He's supposed to tell you what God wants you to hear. Yeah. That is his duty. And it may not be nice to you, may not be pleasant to you, but that's not really what matters. What matters is what will bring you to your place of blessing. What you have to hear. So you will find people who say, Hey, this pastor, he doesn't say to me, like I was reading to you last week, King Ahab, he said, This prophet, he doesn't say anything good to me. <laughs> because where you are, the message that comes will always not be good to you. You need to be at a place so that the message will be good to you. 
Amen. Then thirdly, we said, don't see your pastor as your enemy. The same Kinehab in 1 Kings 21, when he saw the prophet Elijah, he said, oh, my enemy, have you found me? <laughs> How can your pastor be your enemy? Hey, you don't like me. And that's why anytime you are preaching, you are looking in my direction. You see? If, if I tell you that I see the faces, I see a lot of faith, but nobody's face is a real, I mean, something that is on my mind. No. Hey, it's because the other day I went to see him and I told him about this. And that's why he's using it to preach. Why? No. No. At all. Your pastor is not your enemy. Your pastor has been chosen by God to make sure that he feeds you with what you need to help you hallelujah and number four we said that you must develop a long-standing relationship with your pastor or your prophet it is not a relationship that is there for just two weeks and it's over no it has to be a long-standing relationship to be able to receive the entire benefit and i gave you a classic example of the shunammite woman who knew this prophet, this pastor, way before she even had a child. When she didn't have a child, when she was not even having a mind of that. But when this man of God came into her life, the journey of having a child began. To the point of pregnancy, she was having a good relationship with him. After giving birth, she had a good relationship with him. The child was three years. She had a good relationship. The child grew up and was able to go to the farm. Still, she had a good relationship with this prophet or pastor. To the extent that when the child was sick and died, she was able to send for him. And he came and raised the child from the dead. So if the relationship was just for one year, that would have been it. All these miracles and blessings, she wouldn't have received it. Amen. Amen. So it must be a long standing relationship. Even later on, when there was going to be farming in the land, the pastor, the prophet told her, go away for seven years and come back. And she went and came back after seven years. Still, they had a very good relationship. So the good relationship will help you to enjoy every blessing that God has for you. In the church now today number five believe in your pastor or your prophet believe in him believe in him believe in him to the extent that whatever he says must sound like a prophecy to you if it doesn't sound like a prophecy to you then you haven't believed him yet yeah when the Lord was sending Moses in Exodus chapter 3, chapter 4, Moses said that, listen, I'm not eloquent, I cannot speak, I'm not this and that. And the Lord said, okay, I'm going to give you somebody, Aaron. And he said something, he said, Aaron will be to you like a mouth. He said, but you will be to him like God. Aaron should see Moses like God. 
not saying it. God said it. Exodus 4, 16. He shall be thy spokesman unto the people. And he shall be even instead of a mouth to you. And you shall be to him instead of God. So it's like if he's looking for God, he should come to you. Wow. You would give him the word like God is giving to him. But I wonder whether people see the pastors that God gives to us, the prophet that God has given to you in that way. Of course, some people also misuse some of these things and say that, yeah, the Bible says that see me like God. And they, 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 they manipulate people. Hmm. Mercy. But it doesn't change the fact that that's how God wants you to relate with the pastor or the prophet he has given to you. So believe in him. Do you believe? Do you believe? Because a lot of people are in the church, but they don't believe. And I tell you, if we believe a lot of things that our pastor and our prophet says, a lot of the problems we go through, we will not go through them. One of the things you hear him say, he talks about borrowing, mortgaging, these type of things that is not a good thing for you to enter. But you will see a lot of people. They don't believe it. Your whole life is full of loans. You are owing everywhere. The shoe you are wearing, you you are owing. The shirt you are wearing, you are owing. You haven't paid. Even the pants, you haven't paid for it. The food you are eating, your car you are driving. So you see some people when they are walking, they don't walk through certain areas because when they go there, they are owing a lot of people in that area. So they just stay here. When your phone is ringing, you look at the number and say, no, I will not pick this call. (laughs) Hey. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 27, the Bible says that Jesus had gone to Jairus' house. He'd gone to heal. In fact, raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. Very powerful miracle. Then as he was leaving, verse 27, two blind men followed him. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they had seen that, Charlie. What a miracle. Let's follow this guy. And the Bible says that, and when they followed him, they followed him crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us, crying, ye. Then the Bible says that when he, Jesus, was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. Do you believe? Do you believe? I was wondering why he asked them that question. But the people had followed him shouting and crying they didn't believe so you may be in the church shouting crying hey hey it is not that if you don't believe nothing will happen yeah it is not your crying that will bring your miracle it is your believing that will bring your miracle as the next person do you believe? Yeah. The Bible says that when they said they believe, 
Verse 29, Bible says that then he touched your eyes. He said, according to your faith. According to your faith. According to your faith. So be it. Immediately their eyes were open. But how come they were following all that while their eyes were open? Is it possible that you can follow Jesus and you, you will not receive a miracle? It's possible. You can be in the church and not receive what you must receive. Because you are just moving. You don't believe the things. And your sign that you believe is that the word that is spoken, you take the word. Can he tell you, do this and then you will do it? Yeah. I was saying to the people earlier on that when my, my wife got pregnant with her second daughter, I remember I, called, I, I, I saw Bishop and I said to him, my wife is pregnant. He said, wow. Then he said something. He said, I'm going to show you a doctor that she should be seeing. Will you do it? I said, yes, Bishop, I'll do it. You know. But see, as I thought about it, I realized that, you see, every pastor, we say things to people, but they will not do it. They will say, oh, I have Dr. Sobojo. He's a specialist at pregnancy and other things. So me, this thing, no. Uh, thank you very much, but Dr. Sokbojo is our family doctor. We have known him for. But yes, you may have Dr. Sokbojo, but your pastor may be speaking something to deliver your wife. You may not know it, but you stand there and say, Yes, Sokbojo is the man. You see that he will be Sokbojoing you. Forgive if you are called Sokbojo, but I'm just. Using an example. But what I'm just saying is that you can easily not accept. For example, when a pastor says that, oh, Charlie, this sister, have you considered? Or this brother, you see some sisters, they look at the brother, like somebody said, from head to foot. You look at the person. It's not my type. It's not my type. And now today you are here. It's not your type. You don't have anybody. I have recommended some people. And they have said, oh, it's not my type. But there are others too. When I recommend, they say, Charlie, it is a good idea. And today they are doing well. They are enjoying. And you are sitting down there without a beloved. Do you believe or not? You must believe to the extent that you will say that this one is a prophecy. He will be to you instead of God. As you have seen him in other areas, things he has said that have come to pass. You need to believe. But you see, Inca, if you were believing by now, you should be in your own house. Yeah. I've heard people say that I've heard bishops say this thing many many years ago if I had done it at that time I'm sure by now I have four houses how many know what I'm talking about you you heard something that he said he said ah this day I should have taken it all these years but that's what it is it's the same thing whenever anything is suggested it's like oh (laughs) as the next person do you believe
It's the same thing that happened in 2 Kings chapter 5, chapter 7. When the people were suffering from severe famine. And the Bible says that the prophet came on the scene. 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 1 said, That saith the Lord. <laughs> that saith the Lord. Tomorrow about this time. Hey. Tomorrow morning, first May. May day. A bag of rice shall be sold for one pesua. Mm. People are very quiet. You see, you don't believe it. You don't believe it. Yeah. It's the same reaction. But it's happened before. And there was a man, Bible says he didn't believe. Verse 2, Bible says that the Lord, then a Lord, you see, sometimes it's the problem of your position and who you are. Can you see? Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned. It's like, Charlie, I'm a main man. Oh, the king leans on me. What are you talking about? He said that if even God can make windows in heaven, which is what I'm surprised that he didn't know that, there were windows in heaven. <laughs> the Bible says that when you pay your tithe, he will pour you out blessings. He will open the windows. So there are windows, but he didn't know. Then he said, if even God will make windows in heaven, this thing you are saying will never happen. Hey. The man of God said, listen, you, you will see it with your eyes, but you will never enjoy it. Hey, may that not be your story. Oh. Yeah. I said I was there when a lady told me she was as a program when the man of God was saying that God is blessing somebody with something, fruit of the womb or something. Then she saw somebody run from the back. A person came. As she was praying for her eyes were open in the spirit and saw twins being given to the lady. Yeah, her eyes saw it exactly nine months after she gave birth to twins. She was telling me herself, Say, I saw it. <laughs> she couldn't believe it. This man was there the following day. Lepers. Hey. They, for all lepers, they, they got up and said, Listen, we will not sit here and die. We will not sit here and die. They got up and they were walking. They, they are walking changed. They came like an army. All the Syrians ran away. They left their food. They went to eat the food. They called the people, Come. So the officer, the Lord, he saw that the thing was happening. But as he was standing there wondering what was happening, people just ran, stampede. They stepped on him and killed him. He died. He didn't enjoy it. Oh, but that shall not be your story. Whatever blessing God has for you, you will enjoy it in Jesus' name. Believe it all. The children of Israel were going to a battle. King Jehoshaphat, he was faced with three different armies. They were coming to fight him. The Bible says that 
and the spirit of the Lord came upon the pastor in their midst, their pastor who they are chosen, Jehaziel. Second Chronicles, Chronicles 20, verse 14. And he said, Listen, this is what the Lord is saying. You don't need to fight in this battle, I will fight for you. But just send the musicians, send all these people, worship choir, uh, the choristers, let them go ahead. And let the rest come from behind. I am sure some people were saying, what, what sort of foolish? What kind of strategy is it? People are coming with AK-47. They are coming with, you say we should be singing, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the No, 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 no. I won't have foolish that. But I'm sure King Jehoshaphat knew that this is how people will be thinking. So Bible says he stood up Said Oh children of Israel He said believe the Lord your God Believe the Lord your God And you shall be established But believe his prophet And you shall prosper It means you shall chalak You will come out of whatever you are in Somebody you have been in something for a long time Because you don't believe But may you come out May you come out from every confinement Come out into the blessing That God has for you If you believe it can I hear you shout amen Maybe it's because you don't believe That's why you are still there Hey, since I came to, I don't even see what is happening. It's because you don't believe. When they say it, you don't believe it. But he said, believe his prophets. Believe the prophet he has given to you. Believe that word. It may not sound whatever, but that's it. You just believe it. And walk with it. You'll be amazed what will happen to you. Hallelujah. Oh, my time is almost up. Number six. Be humble and don't be offended in your pastor. Yeah. Be humble and don't be offended in him. Because this relationship is a long-standing relationship. You will have opportunities to be offended. You will have it. But don't be. Is the devil's way of making you miss a certain blessing. Yeah. Matthew chapter 11, verse 2. John the Baptist was in prison. He was hearing about Jesus' miracles. He sent his disciples. Listen, guys, go and... <laughs> go and check, because uh, me, I don't understand what is happening. No. Ask him that, is he... The one is he the one? Because there's a lot of people that wonder that is this man supposed to be my pastor at all? Or as you expect something different? Is there somebody else? When they asked Jesus the question, Jesus said to them, Go and tell him, show him the things which you hear and see. Tell him that the blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, and the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear. The dead are being raised and the poor are receiving the gospel. (laughs) Yeah. So if you are not sure, be sure that I am the one. I am. Whatever you yourself have come to preach about me, that's what is happening. I am he. 
But he added something in verse 6. He said, blessed is the one who is not offended in me. Just so that your heart will be relaxed. Know that I am the one. But it looks like you are becoming offended because you are in prison and I'm not coming there. Sometimes you are sitting there, people are giving testimony. You have been in the church and they just came, they are jumping up there, they are standing there. Hey, miracle. They say, oh, what is this? <laughs> Look at this person, he just came to you, he has come to give testimony. Say, I joined the church uh, uh, in February. Amen. Say, ah, me, I've been here 16 years, nothing is happening. No. You can be offended. 20 years I've been here. Yeah, I don't have a child. I've been believing. Look at people say they're having twins. They are doing what? Baby dedication. Hey. And he said they have come again. And me, I'm here. You can be offended. You see, but there are a lot of things that we are so interested in. That's not what God is interested in. Because after the disciples of John left, Jesus turned to his own disciple and they started talking about John. He said, Charlie John, he's a great guy. I like that guy. He's very powerful. Meanwhile, John is in prison thinking that they don't think about me. They don't care about me. They think I'm whatever. Meanwhile, Jesus is saying he's a great guy. So sometimes it's not so much about what you are looking for, but what God thinks about you and what God wants you to have at a particular time. That is what you must think about. Yeah. Don't be offended. Like Neymar. He was offended. You, you are there. You have leprosy. You are struggling. <laughs> Bible says he was everything. He was the captain of this. He was this. He was that. But he was a leper. I don't know what but is in your life. But we all have our buts. You can see people sitting down coolly. But... There is something. The fact that I'm smiling and looking nice doesn't mean that I don't have any battle. Me too, I have a bat. Yeah. See the sister looking nice. Oh, Nale, beautiful. Oh, Nale, beautiful. But. As the next person, what is your bat? What is your bat? I know you cannot tell me. But it's a leprosy. And they told him, there is a certain pastor, a prophet. You connect to that prophet. He became a member of the church. But one day he needed the pastor to pray for him. He went to the pastor's house. When he stood there, the pastor said, go and bath. Go, go and bath. Go and bath. Go and bath. Say, <laughs> so, ah, what, 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 what is this thing that you are telling me? Go and bath. You see, but you may never know that your miracle is in the bad thing. So, of you brothers, the reason why some of the sisters don't listen to you when you come, because when you pass by them, they sent, they sent to know, and yet, and yet, and yet, you have to get a lime, scrub your armpit because they sent no. It's not everything we can tell you. But me, I can stand in the pulpit here and tell you here. And don't tell me I'm your enemy. I'm helping you. I'm telling you what will help you. You have to believe it. 
seven years you are walking with your quarter like this. Keep walking with it. Bath, you won't bath. You are there with your quarter. Walk with it. Walk. When people see the quarter, they go away. Because you won't bath. You won't bath. You won't bath. You don't even know what a deodorant is. Use it. I have to show you what to do. You won't take it. Because sometimes it's not easy to tell you. Why is it? One man, he was with a sister. They were at a program somewhere. They sent. He wanted to say something, but he didn't know what to say. So he had an idea. He asked the sister that, what, what, what perfume do you use? Because he realized that he had to find a way of bringing the sister to the way the smell was. She doesn't use any perfume. She doesn't even know any perfume. So. But she wanted to also impress. She said, oh, the perfume I use, there are three cats on it. The guy said, I think one of the cats is dead. It's dead. Smelling dead. <laughs> Sentinel. It's terrible. Go and bath. The name man was bored. What, what does, who does he think he is? I should go and bath. And then what even bored him? <laughs> was that he should go and bath in the Jordan River. Jordan River. If you have been to Israel, you will see the Jordan River. That's we hear it. You think that it's, it's really dirty. It's dirty, I tell you. When I arrived there, I looked at it and I said, ah, is this the place that the people have been coming to like that? It's dirty, pa. But brother, it's dirty. Your miracle will not. People are going to the water. They are baptizing the thing. I saw video. You are standing there. Go inside. Charlie. Humble yourself. I saw that me too. I was inside the Jordan. But as I was inside, I said, man, the thing with the dirty, this thing is very powerful. Very, very cold. Believe, believe. They said, "Man of God, is it not man of God?" He said, "You, you are, If the man of God has said, "Bring a cup or bring this or that," wouldn't you have done it? Just go and bath. You are walking around with your quarter like that. Be there. Maybe you are not receiving your miracle because your leprosy is stopping you from receiving. Because you need to open your arm and receive the letter. The thing, you are not. I remember many years ago when we were young, there was these two lepers begging for money. One time a car was passing, threw the money down. The two of them were struggling to take the money. It wasn't a simple issue at the place. So they realized that no, if they don't take it, so the one would give the other one and not pay. <laughs> It was not a simple thing. At the point, one brought a cat. And the other guy said, you have cut me with a knife. He said, is this a knife? It's not a knife. It's not a knife. Be 
because of your leprosy you can't receive a miracle but may you not be offended may you receive what the man of god is saying and just flow in it when the guy went into the river one two three four seven times of bathing that's it he got his breakthrough wow what is it that has gotten you offended such that you are missing your blessing and number seven minister to the man of god minister to the man of god hallelujah ministering to the man of god is so important it is a very important relationship you must have. I don't think I can finish that because my time is up. I'll continue next week. But there is a certain blessing also that comes through that path by you ministering to the man of God, ministering to the pastor, ministering to the prophet that God has given to you. There is something that, that that's the only way it will come. It's a great key. In 1 Kings 19, when Elijah called Elisha, he threw his mantle on him. The guy followed him. He said, what have I done? Go back and say bye-bye well and come. The Bible says that in verse 21, when he came back, he returned, he slew everything. Then he arose, went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Ministered unto there are different ways you minister to a man of God. You minister physically. You minister because later on, I think in 2 Kings 3, 11 or so, one of those, Bible says that here is Elisha which poured water on the hands of Elijah. So as he was ministering, now they are telling us what he used to do. He poured water. So it's a way of ministering. You can minister physically you can minister spiritually you can minister whichever way financially you also minister i'll show you three areas in the bible where people ministered and then we close matthew chapter 14 thank you oh thank you jesus are you glad you came to church may the lord bless you May every blessing that must come to you. Matthew chapter 8 verse 14. Matthew 8 14. He said, And when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her. And the fever left her and she arose and ministered unto him. Yeah. I was wondering what kind of ministration, but I'm sure for a mother-in-law, it must be some granola soup that she was cooking with some motuo that Jesus liked. And I'm sure every day when he comes to Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law will be making the motuo and the granola soup and, and the different things. He said, man. So that day when he arrived, he saw that the woman was lying down with fever. Okay. No. Today, my granola super, it cannot be affected like that. 
I need to minister. You see, the reason why your miracle is not coming, because you are not ministering anything, so there's no point in healing you. But when you begin to minister, there will be a reason. Oh, I don't know whether you are receiving what I'm getting. Once you don't minister, there's nothing. Jesus said, let me just quickly touch her to receive her miracle so she can wake up and come and minister. And she too, she knew it. As she was healed, she got up and she ministered to him. Wow. Your ministration to the servant of God opens a certain door for a certain miracle to come into your life. That's Peter's mother-in-law. She also had a miracle. It just came coolly. In Luke chapter 8, Bible says that there were some people who followed Jesus. It came to pass as he was preaching, the 12 were with him. But there were other people too, verse 2. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. You may not know how come some people have received healings, deliverance of whatever. And he said, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. Seven devils went out of her. Then he said, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, his wife was also following. following. And Susanna and many others, which did what? Ministered out of unto him of their substance. In other words, their money that they had in their pocket. Every time Jesus was moving, they would just put some money in an envelope. So Jesus, yes, a small envelope. Carry this one. Oh, Jesus, take this one for the for the road. Jesus, take this one. They were ministering to him out of their substance. Oh, that's why next two weeks Sunday, I'm expecting you to take an envelope, put something in it out of your substance and bring it. My pastor, you have been a blessing to me. Take this one. Because of your ministry, I'm working in a very good place. Take this one. You write a nice note. Happy birthday. Thank you for your ministry. It has been so much of a blessing to me. Take this one. Take this one. Bless me. Oh. Out of their substance. There's the Nkatiya Wonu one, but there's also the out of the substance one. Let me give you one more, then we close. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 16. Let me close because next week we'll continue. He said, this is somebody who had been ministered to Paul. Somebody had ministered to him. Bible says that the Lord give unto the house of Onesiphorus. Give mercy unto the house. Hey, me, I'm praying that after next two weeks when Bishop receives some of these envelopes and looks and say, may the Lord give to the house of the Kodesh. May the Lord give them mercy. Oh, receive that mercy in the name of Jesus. But you see, this mercy would not have come to Onesiphorus if he had not ministered. For he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. I don't know how he was refreshing him. 
Maybe you bring Fanta to him, bring Coca-Cola. I don't know. But he was doing something that made him feel fresh. So I like the way this guy refreshes me. Then he said in verse 17, he said, but when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently. He keep looking for me. Where am I? He'll be looking for me. Oh, I hear he's no longer at the Kodesh. He's at the first lecture. I am going there. I'm going to minister to him there. I have something for him. I'm going to refresh him there also. Diligently. Where he was was not a problem for him. He ministered to him. I hear Kenneth Copeland used to buy clothes, sometimes like about $10,000. Just buy things, keep to Kenneth Higgin. Just bless him with money, bless him with things. The birthday and the Galatians 6 is not the only time you can diligently look for him. What, what other time can I bless him? What other time can I do something for him? I don't know why the church is very quiet, but. Look for him. He sought me very diligently. He said, the Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. In that day. When you are standing before the Lord, this is a very good prayer to be prayed for you. That you find mercy in the sight of God. Hey. Only somebody who has been ministered to can be praying such a prayer. You will never get such a prayer if you have not ministered. Why? Then he puts a colon there. And in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus. Thou knowest very well. Hey. What a prayer. Your ministration to the servant of God is going to release some things. Oh, I pray. In the next two weeks, may the Lord speak to you. Something that you need to bring. Looking at who he has been to you. What substance can you bring out a minister? What can you do to refresh him? What can you do to minister to him? May the blessings that must come to you through these relationships with the pastor God has given to us, may you receive every one of them. May you not be left out of any of them. May you receive every blessing. For I see that God is about to minister to you and bless you. I see that God is about to release miracles unto you. I see that God is about to bring a breakthrough into your life. But it begins when you walk in these relationships. It begins when you begin to minister to the servant of God. I see new blessings coming your way. And I see God's grace coming your way. Lift up your hand and just begin to bless the Lord and thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Bless him. Bless him for this opportunity that we have to also minister to the servant he has given to us. Bless him. Oh, lift up your voice and just pray in one minute. Pray that you will walk in all these seven relationships. Oh, yes. In the name of Jesus, that you will know him, that you will see him in the right way. Oh, that you will not see him as your enemy. Pray that the relationship will not be a short one, but it will be a long-standing relationship. Pray, pray that you will believe in him. Pray in the name of Jesus, that you will be humble and not be offended. Oh, above all, pray that God will help you to understand what it means to minister, to minister, to minister, to minister to minister 
bless the lord and thank god thank him for the pastor he has given to us thank him for the life of bishop dag Ewan mills bless the lord for his life oh yes lord we thank you oh god we worship you we give you glory we give you praise lord thank you lord jesus oh we give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. Oh, we give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. You are wonderful. You are worthy, oh Lord. You are wonderful. You are worthy. You are wonderful. You are wonderful. You are worthy. You are worthy, Lord. This afternoon, every head bowed or eyes closed. Maybe somebody invited you to church. But deep down in your heart, you know you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And even this relationship with the pastor that we talked about, you don't have any of that. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want a pastor to take care of me, to look after me. I need to have a relationship with a pastor. Today, if you are here like that, you want to surrender your life to Jesus, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. Today's a day of salvation. Just lift up your right hand. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. I see your hands over there. God bless you. I see your hands. God bless you everywhere. I see many hands lifted. God bless you. God bless you. At the back, I see your hands. If you have lifted up your hand, please do one more thing for me. And the ashes standing by them, help them come all the way to the front. I want to pray with you. Come all the way. Clap for them as they come. Come to Jesus. Give him your life today. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. Oh, somebody put your hands together for Jesus. God bless you. Come on to Jesus. Let him have his way. Yes. Are you excited about what the Lord is doing here? Keep laughing. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Are you coming, my brother? Come all the way. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Those of you in front, I want you to lift up your two hands. It's a sign of surrender. We're going to pray. And I want you to mean this from the bottom of your heart. You want to surrender your life to Jesus? Pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life from today i am yours and you are mine thank you jesus for saving me amen 
Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.